because I mean I know I read most of this before the break, but you yeah, know, no, you're good. I tried to die a couple of times during the break, so I don't remember. You didn't throw your back out though. Man, I. Yeah, that's true. I didn't throw my back out like old man Nathan. Yeah. <clears throat> she yeah. called you an old man. Oh, I know. I've yeah. been hearing it from Rachel, too. That is kind of aggressive, though. What? That you threw up so aggressively that you <laughs> threw out your back. My body was determined to get something up, and it was just, yeah, too powerful. That's aggressive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 36th, is that right, 36? I think so. 36th episode of the My College Story podcast. I am Miranda Davis. And I'm Brian Motto. And we're the College Advising Office at All Saints. Um, it's a new year, new us, Brian. Yeah, hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Let's woo, go. Woo. Um, so today, it's a new year, but we're still, we're on the 12th day of Christmas when we're recording this. We are, yes. The 12th. I didn't realize right? that Christmas was that started on Christmas Day until I started going to All Saints. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't think I did either. Me neither. Thanks, Father Kevin, for teaching us about the 12 days of Christmas. So, in honor of the 12 days of Christmas, we today's episode is the 12 myths of college admissions. So, we are going to go over um, 12, myth, 12 of the most popular myths, Myth. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think when, when we were talking about this and I didn't know, you know, what we were going to do, I started looking at admission myths mm-hmm. online and went through a ton of different websites that had admission myths and yeah. kind of compiled the ones that I felt were, were the most prevalent right now, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So we're trying to poke some holes in some myths. Yeah. All right. We are the myth busters today. Let's do it. All right. We'll do our best. All right. First one. Myth number one. I won't be successful in life unless I go to a well-known or ranked college. Oh, my God. Isn't How true is that, right? Super true. Um, Did you go to a well-known or ranked college, Mr. Mata? Uh, well-known in Hanover, Indiana, yes. In, <laughs> yeah, in the town right? it, it is in. Um <laughs> This one kills me, and I guess that's why yeah. that's well, why we, we put it number know one. How you so feel about rankings? Yes, we all do know how I feel about rankings. Mm-hmm. So, um, everybody knows that this is this yeah. is not true, and and the rankings system is so broken. Mm-hmm. Um, they can the rankings can be manipulated. Uh, it rankings put reputation before fit. That's right, um, and and you know we all know how important it is to find a place where you can go and, and be comfortable being uncomfortable, yeah. which leads to be success, happy, right? healthy and grow, happy, healthy and grow. And so, yeah, this is, this is just crazy. And there was a book recent, uh, recently written, um, by Frank Bruni called where you go is not who you will be. And I, and then that speaks directly to mm-hmm. this, right? Is what you do while you are in the college that mm-hmm. you attend is what, is going to determine your success, not how well known or how, how ranked, how, how high ranked the college is. Yeah. And, and again, we all know, take the, take the rankings with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. we talked about that a little more at junior night when you talked about the, um, Malcolm Gladwell podcast that we both oh, listened yeah. to this summer where he literally exploded our minds about the rankings. Um, mm-hmm. but well that, and you can go to a highly 
quote unquote ranked school in a highly well-known school and not be successful. Yeah. Not, not every Harvard graduate is successful. That's that. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Myth number two, there's only one perfect school for me in colleges. Oh, it's the same. Same, There's only one school for perfect school for me. Yes or no. I would say no. Um, you know, I think there are, there are so many colleges out there, right? There's mm-hmm. thousands of schools out there. You're not, you can't, students can't tell me that there's just one perfect school out there for them. And and there's a, a counselor out there, uh, Joyce Slayton Mitchell, who wrote a book called Six First Choices. Mm-hmm. And I refer to that quite a bit, mm-hmm. um, especially lately as we've been talking to our students is, you know, when you're narrowing down that list, we want you to have a list of six first choices. Yeah. And naturally there's going to be one that you gravitate to, yeah. maybe a couple that you gravitate take two more than the others, but the schools that you apply to, we want those places to be places that you're excited mm-hmm. about potentially going. Yeah. And so, no, there's, there's not one perfect school out there. There's, there's multiple schools that a, a student can go to and be mm-hmm. happy, healthy and grow, right. Yeah. Be that good fit. Yeah. I mean, even today we've had, oh my gosh, like one, two, three, four, four, five, alum come in our office that graduated last year mm-hmm. and at least two of them were like, yeah, I remember this time last year, I really, really, really wanted to go there, but now I'm here and it was, it's, it's, it's the perfect place for me. It's where I should have been, but I really wanted to go there. So their perfect one then is not their perfect one now. So right. like you can't, there's not one perfect school for you. Well said. All right. Number three, colleges are looking for a ready for the buzz world word. Mm-hmm well-rounded student air quotes right well-rounded first what in the world is well-rounded so back in the old days when i went to college when you applied to college on paper i did apply to college on paper yes um i did paper and used a pencil didn't even use a typewriter wow it's crazy that was an option yeah, there were actually some of my overachieving friends. I think used just typewriter. Okay, wow. Yeah, I wasn't that guy though, right? Okay. Um, anyway, well-rounded. So you used to be able to say, "Well, my grades might not be the best, but I do this and I do that, and I'm a part of this, and I'm a leader in that." And mm-hmm. so uh, back then, sometimes that would carry potentially a student, you know, into that admit range. Mm-hmm. Whereas now. Colleges aren't looking for a well-rounded student. They're looking for what they, a well-rounded class. Yeah. Right. And Mm -hmm. so they want students who have specialties in certain areas. Um, You know, they love to see that students have a diverse group of abilities, but if you apply and you have a, a, a certain skill they're looking for, they're great if that's your, if that's your thing. Um, and so they're looking for a well-rounded class. These schools have what they, their learning community as they refer to it. They have certain needs. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that we do in, in our GPA game, right. Is a student that plays the oboe, oboe, right. And Hey, if they have a, a, a great music program and they need an oboe player, then that's part they're of their go well-rounded find, community. That's exactly right. And so it's not as the, the whole well-rounded piece does not play the way it used to play. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying that you can't try a lot of different things and do a lot of different stuff, but you don't have to. 
Right. That was because that's the misconception, right? Is that you have to try all the things you have to do all the stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to be, say that you were a part of every single club, every single organization. Absolutely not. Um, you know, schools, one of the things we say, Miss Davis, is quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Um, the schools would rather see you involved in a few things and really pour that your heart into those passions than just dabble in a little bit and, and not get really good at anything mm-hmm. and just not be very, um, what am I trying to say? Not be very involved in, mm-hmm. in each thing. They'd rather see you be involved um, in those in those few things. Yeah, and make can, a difference. They can tell when you're just doing it to check the boxes. They can. They and I think and that's not what they want. And I think something else that goes along with that though, too, is the titles mm-hmm. is you can be a leader without and make a difference without having a title, mm-hmm. right? You don't need to be the president or the secretary, mm-hmm. et cetera. You can make a difference in your clubs on your sports teams without yeah. having a title. Yeah. So that's awesome. All right. Number four, essays don't really matter. If they don't, I don't know why I proof them all the time then. Right. So what we have found, especially in a world mm. where test, optional. test optional world, um, essays are hugely important. Absolutely. It's the one place that the colleges can really get a sense of who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. You and I could both apply to a college and, and on paper, just with our grades and maybe even our involvement we look very similar, Mm -hmm. but we're each going to come to life in our essays. Mm -hmm. And so essays are hugely important. Um, and I can't, the thing that stains you so far apart Mm -hmm. because of a a good essay. I mean, I know what there's one this year that we had that we literally laughed about multiple times this year because it was just so good. And so that student that we, I mean, she had to have stand out, stood out when they read that essay, cause right. it was great. It was a great essay. It was important. Yeah. And it, it painted her in a beautiful and hilarious, but perfect picture of who she is. Yeah. And th- there's, there's so much to be said about not rushing the essay, mm-hmm. sitting down, taking some time. It's going to go through a few drafts. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we read <laughs> tons, countless, countless essays and, and they do, they get better as the students go. And so, you know, not rushing it, but it gives the colleges a deeper insight into mm-hmm. who that student is. And so they are, they're super important. Yeah. All right. Number five, admissions officers are never going to check my social media. <laughs> <laughs> so bottom line is, is, but it's set to private, They're, Mr. Motto. I, I'm, hey, you're better at that stuff than I am. I'm sure they can still There's work their way around, around it. Yeah. So, bottom line, colleges aren't automatically going to check a student's social media, but they can. And sometimes it's brought to their attention that they need to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's maybe a red flag in an application that causes the college to say, oh, hey, maybe I need to check this out. And so, mm-hmm. you know, students, we always tell you guys to be careful what you post. Um, things that you tag, things that you follow. I mean, I can tell a lot about, a lot about you. So yeah, be, just be careful. If the last few years have taught us literally anything, it's that no matter who did it, how you did it, how long ago it happened, if you got to pay attention and, you know, make good choices because it'll come back and bite you in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. Just be careful. Be smart about what's out there. 
All right. Number six. Ooh, because wait, let me pause. How, did I talk about how part of the reason I got my job originally here was because they thought one of my Facebook posts was funny? Oh, no. They checked I don't my know Facebook. this story. Have I never told you this no. story? Okay, so I screenshot it a long time ago, so I wouldn't, because I thought it was hilarious. Anyway, so when I applied originally to work here, this mm-hmm. was uh, a while ago. I was, yeah. Um, anyway, so when I applied... They told me at this was like a couple weeks afterwards, and they're like, "Yeah, um, so we just want to let you know and be transparent that we did check your social media." And I was like, "Okay, so real life." They talked about this in college, like because I had that you know how to get a job class, mm-hmm. and so they said that they're like, "It was really the, like the the last box that you checked was the, we're gonna get along with this girl." I'm like, "Really?" They're like, "Yeah, it was great." I'm like, oh, "Lord, what did it say?" So one, I have to preface that it was. Facebook back when it was like Miranda is and then you felt in the very like emo responses or whatever. Okay. So um, I if I remember it correctly, it said Miranda I'm in search of a job where I can that I, so I can afford the Starbucks habit that I don't have yet is what I said, which if I think about it, I definitely have a Starbucks habit now and it's supported by my by your job, job. that go. supports my Starbucks habit. Anyway, so. So All Saints Episcopal School, they checked my Facebook page before I started here. So something to think yeah, about. It, it happens. It definitely happens. All right. Myth number six. You need to take, a, there is a special number of AP classes that I need to take to get into college. False. False. Along with that, just grades in general, right? Uh, you know, getting all A's is the most important thing, right? Uh, taking easy classes to maintain a high GPA versus taking some chances and taking some rigorous classes classes. that all, I think that all kind of fits into this particular myth. Right. And so there is no magic number of, of AP classes Mm -hmm. or, or honors classes. I think, you know, what we say as we go into scheduling season with our students talking mm-hmm. about classes for next year, you know, we want you guys to be challenged appropriately. Yeah. And and that's what the college is looking for too, right? They're going to be measuring how much you've challenged yourself. And that doesn't mean taking as many APs as you can only to struggle. Mm-hmm. So, so there's not a magic number. Yeah. And, and you don't have to get all A's. You really don't. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't, we can't emphasize that enough. Um, you know, colleges want to see that you've struggled a little bit and overcome that struggle. And maybe it was with a B, mm-hmm. B plus. Yeah. Right. And, and that's okay. That's not going to keep you out of somewhere. Yeah. So. I got nothing to add. All the, all that. Yes. All right. Number seven volunteering is essential and super impressive on applications. Is that a myth? It is a myth. And it's a myth because basically everybody does it. Mm. And so if everybody does it, it's not necessarily special, right? Um, So you're not, so we're not saying that you don't need to volunteer. We're just saying that you're not special in the fact that you volunteer. Right. And so all saints requires a student to have 60 hours of Community mm-hmm. service. Correct. Okay. I, at a previous school I've worked at, we required 120 hours Ooh. of community service just to graduate mm-hmm. from the school. Mm-hmm. And so 
I mean, again, so we're having, you know, say that a student that when I was at a pre, that previous school, you know, if a student came up against a, a student from another school that required half of that, does that, what does that mean? Does that make our student look better than mm-hmm. the other? They, I don't, I don't, they were required, required to do more. Required, right? We I think were requiring that's the, them. So, you know, colleges, of course, they want to see you giving back to the community, but do it in a way that in in a way that you are able to share your passion mm-hmm. or interests, mm-hmm. right? And again, schools, colleges can read through that. If, yeah. if you're just doing it, like you said earlier, to check a box, mm-hmm. colleges can sense that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to give back to your community, which absolutely we do want yeah. you to do, but but find a way to do it that makes your heart happy too. Mm-hmm. You know, use those passions that you've developed here at All Saints and and give back in that way. Yeah, because it's no, if you have a bad attitude about it and you're just doing it to check the boxes, you're not benefiting those people in the way that you should be in the first place. Right. So if your heart's in it and your passions are into it and your interests are into it, it's going to be a better experience for you and the people you're helping. Yeah. And there's just so many creative ways. Yeah. To, to give back Absolutely. and to serve. So, all right. Number eight, private schools are unaffordable. <sighs> they are, they seem like it. They do. Cause right? that number is aggressive. The, the sticker shock is, is real. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think some of the things that we definitely need to remember going into this is very few students actually pay the sticker price. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we encourage everybody don't, don't get stuck on that sticker price. Um, give the financial aid offices at those schools an opportunity to make it affordable for you and your family. Hmm. And a lot of times they do. Um, you know, we have, we have a lot of our students attend, private schools. And I can't think of anybody who's paying full price. Uh -uh. Um, whether that's them said when they compared the numbers, it was cheaper than going to a state school. Yeah. Right. And through, through whether that's through scholarships or, you know, some of these schools and, and honestly, some of these highly selective schools, they have a no loan policy. And so if you gain admission Mm -hmm. and you qualify for aid, they're literally going to give you every penny and not expect you to repay it. And so Let's go there. Give them a chance. Yeah, right. Give them a chance to make it affordable. Don't get stuck on the sticker price. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't hurt to ask for more financial aid. Did you, you said that? No? Yes. Correct. Well, I, not right now, but yeah, no, I mean, that's true. It's not going to, I think some people are afraid to ask, Um, but a friend of mine in financial aid always said, the worst we're going to tell you is no, Um, but the best we're going to say is, yeah, let's, let's find something else for you and, and let's work yeah. it out. And so it never well, we, hurts to ask. We've had, if I remember correctly, this was a few years ago, we had a student who was looking between a state school and a private school and the private school rep literally called the day before the deadline and was like, Hey, we haven't heard from her. Is it a financial aid thing? Does she need more money? Cause I can see what I can do. I've still got some to play with, with scholarship and like financial aid. Is that the thing? If so, have her call me and we can work, work on that. Yeah. Cause it was a concern. I think that's why she was leaning more towards the state school, but they were like, we want her so bad. We want to give her more money. If that's the, if that's yeah. the issue. Yeah. You can't, you're not going to know unless you ask and it's exactly. not going to hurt you at the school. Yeah. Right. And so don't be afraid to call and 
let them know of, of any situations that might be going on that, that require their attention. And trust me, the financial aid offices, they want to help. They're not, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, they're the keepers of, of the money, but they're, they want to help. Yeah. They want to get rid of all that money and give it. That's right. All right. Number nine, you should ask for a recommendation letter only from a teacher who gave you an A, only from the class that you did the best in. Right. That you know it and you never had any struggles Mm -hmm. and you just showed up and you got it. Yep. No. Yeah. False. Again. Um, We want you to seek recommendations from classes that yes, you've enjoyed, mm-hmm. um, but maybe it was a class that you struggled in. And again, mm-hmm. that teacher got to see you struggle and overcome. And a lot of times those are the most compelling recommendations. And a lot of times those are the ones the students have better relationships with because they've worked so closely mm-hmm. with them. Yes. So it doesn't, it doesn't just need to be, oh, I got an A in that class. I'm going to get a good recommendation from them. Yeah. So... so. And we've talked about that before, about how you got to go to the teacher that one, you have that good relationship that they can truly talk about what, how you do in the class, how you handle disappointment and upset. Yeah, that's, I mean, setback, that's right? One of, yeah. That's one of those common app characteristics that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we're getting ready to start asking the juniors to start thinking about theirs. So that's definitely a very important thing. All right. Number 10. ACT and SAT scores are literally all that matter. <laughs> 2020 said ha 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 to that. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, with the onset of the pandemic, um, so many colleges have gone test optional. Mm-hmm. And from what we hear when we visit with the reps is most of them really enjoy mm-hmm. reviewing the applications without the test scores. Yeah. They don't have a, they don't have a, a number out there blinding them mm-hmm. to that student. And so they're, you know, they're looking at that student in, in maybe a different way. They're digging deeper. And so, so no, um, you know, in, in a word, no, they don't, it's not all that matter. Yeah. It can matter. There's no question that it can matter, but there are more and more schools every year are going test optional. Mm -hmm. Some are even going what they call test blind, which means even if you send us a test score, we're not even going to look at it. That's right. It doesn't go in the portal. So some schools still require them, right? You know, we had uh, multiple students this year apply to Georgia and Mm -hmm. Georgia went back this year to requiring it. But here in Texas, A&M and UT both stayed test optional. Mm -hmm. So some of our students applied test optional. Some of them sent their test scores and that's fine. Um, You know, it, Sometimes I would say it can be an advantage mm-hmm. if, if you're applying to a selective school and you have a good test score, let's then by it. all means, let's send it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it. I think it's a case by case basis, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, are SAT and ACT scores all that matter? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. Number 11. This one's a fun one. <laughs> Don't apply unless you've had a campus tour. <laughs> I think this goes back to demonstrated interest, Mm -hmm. right? And there's so many different ways to show that you are interested in a school. And if you can't get out to see a school, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to interact with that school to show them that, yeah, hey, I am interested, even though I couldn't make the trip across country to to visit you before I apply. They're going to understand that. Right. And so I think the bottom line there is just communicate. Um, you know, we do encourage you to take the tour and to meet the rep, um, if that, possible. that, that helps or it can help, but 
it's not, again, it's not going to either a get you completely in or B keep you out. Mm-hmm. Um, visiting a campus always helps yeah. a student get a feel for, for what life is going to be like there. And that's, that's what it's all about. Well, and and so think, we want you to, but you should yeah. not apply because, Hey, I haven't toured have there. To. Yeah. When I think a lot of students get hung up on, but, but what if I get in like, but I've never been there. Well, let's see if you get in and then let's, then let's talk mm-hmm. about, let's go visit those yeah. schools. Cause if it's something that you're truly considering and it's like, you got a great scholarship and there's all these opportunities. Well, I have a feeling just an inkling that your mom's going to be like, yeah, let's go look at that before you decide right. to move there and live there. So I think it was a couple years ago. I can't remember who it was, but they're like, Stavis, I've only visited like a couple of schools on my list. I'm like, yeah, because those are like hundreds of miles away and you haven't had a chance to go. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's worry about that when we get in, whether or not we're going to yeah. go visit or not. Yeah. Cause that's and a commitment to go visit. It is. And again, there are other ways to mm-hmm. show demonstrated interest from that far away without physically visiting. Actually now, if anything, COVID made that more accessible, more demonstrated interest ways that you can do that online via zoom, whatever, because so many people can't couldn't slash still can't physically go to campus. Right. So, I mean, there's so many opportunities for you to still visit and know everything that you need to know. Right. All right. Last but not least myth. Number 12 name drop in your recommendation letters and essays that will give you a leg up. (laughs) So I guess technically it can, but usually it doesn't. Mm -hmm. With one caveat, unless you really know that person well and you've worked with them, for them, related you know, to them. yes, related to them, they, they need to be able to speak very knowledgeably about mm-hmm. you as a person and your capabilities and your characteristics. But if you're literally just saying, hey, you know, my dad is family friends with this person, it, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. going to phase the, the campus or the college at all that is reviewing your application. And so or just be careful with that put, and they can see through it or they'll, it'll bring notice to them, but you didn't know them that well. So then they're like, Oh, well let's talk more about that and why that's important. And then you mm-hmm. kind of did a, did an oopsie right. there. Or they call that person and are oh. like, Hey, this person says they know you tell me more about them. And then that person can't like say who? anything about you. So, yeah. um, that's one that we would say, just be careful on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to bring attention to somewhere that you're not committed to. Right. All right. So thou, those, those are the 12 myths of college admission. Um, I think that was a good variety of stuff. That was good. Great job. Hey, we 12, try 12, 12 myths. I like it. And there are so many more, but those are the big ones that we get a lot of questions about or that we hear about or that we quite frankly think are funny. Yeah. Some That's, of them were, yes. Yeah. Just comical. All right. Well, that's another episode of the My College Story podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ASES College. And thanks for listening to another episode.